In this, our second Focus on the Fighter podcast, we're going to be looking at an athlete that I consider the greatest pound-for-pound fighter of all time. In the ring, he had speed, finesse, one-punch knockout power, and a ring IQ that was off the charts. In life, he revolutionized boxing as a business, as entertainment, and as a sport. In this segment, I want to touch on three career-defining aspects of the story of Sugar Ray Robinson. Although Ray Robinson had actually been born Walker Smith Jr., he had no middle name, by the way, he learned early on in his career and quest to become a fighter how to work the system in his favor. When he was just 14 years old, he tried to enter a boxing match, and when asked for his AAU membership card, which was the Amateur Athletic Union, to prove his age, his coach submitted one from a fellow fighter who no longer showed up at the gym. The certificate he used had the name Ray Robinson on it, so from that day forward, that's who he became. He later picked up the additional nickname of Sugar after knocking out a highly regarded amateur from Canada who was stopping all of his opponents. At 118 pounds, Robinson was giving up eight pounds against a bigger guy, but after stopping him in the very first round with a left hook, a New York sports editor told Robinson's coach, that's a sweet fighter you got there, a real sweet fighter. A lady sitting ringside overheard the comment and added, yeah, as sweet as Sugar, so you can guess how his name read the next day in the paper. Sugar Ray Robinson would ultimately go on to amass an amateur record of 85 wins with zero losses and 69 of those victories ending in a knockout, 40 of them in the very first round, which is astonishing as an amateur. Sugar Ray then went unbeaten in his first 40 professional fights before losing to Jake LaMotta on February 5, 1942. After this first loss, Robinson came on to beat his next 91 opponents, which is to me is the epitome of the phrase bouncing back. In all, after turning professional in 1940, at the age of 19, Robinson racked up a professional record of 174 wins, 19 losses, 6 draws, with 109 knockouts. In that span, he he began setting all the new rules in the business of boxing as it related to the hot commodity called Sugar Ray Robinson. For instance, Robinson was one of the first athletes to travel with an entourage, establish his own purse, demand a percentage of the gate, and a percentage of television, theater, and gate revenues. By the mid-1940s, he was commanding an unheard of $50,000 per fight, plus television rights. I know that doesn't sound like much compared to today's numbers, but his business sense, stats, and media appeal would rival Floyd Mayweather's today. In the 1940s and 50s, athletes just did what they were told. Their managers spoke for them, and the promoters dictated all the terms, but not with Robinson. He broke the ranks by, unlike most fighters before him, deciding when to fight and when not. He excelled so much and was such a celebrity in and outside the ring that he, unlike most fighters of his era, was able to operate outside the mob influence game at the time and dictate his own career path. The few losses he did have throughout his career were legitimate losses, and he avenged nearly every one of them. The fact is, Sugar Ray just operated at an entirely different level with an entirely different mindset. Case in point, he was one of the first athletes to fully understand the idea of diversification. In addition to a few ventures into song and dance arena and the entertainment field, he's one of the first boxing businessmen to become his own entity. He owned his entire city block in Harlem between 123rd and 124th Street on 7th Avenue. His main business was Sugar Ray's Restaurant and Bar, but next door was Ray Robinson Enterprises, which was his real estate business. And beside that was his wife's boutique called Edna May's Lingerie Shop. He also owned the Golden Gloves Barbershop and a beauty salon. He embraced the idea of diversification and entrepreneurship like never before. Although the timing differs depending on the source, a tragic story involving Ray Robinson and a prophetic dream is unquestionable. 
Either the night before or a couple days prior to his scheduled bout with Jimmy Doyle, Ray had a disturbingly vivid dream and spoke about it. He recounted it like this. I woke up in a cold sweat, yelling for Jimmy to get up, get up, get up. My yelling woke, woke me up, I guess. And the sight of Jimmy lying there on the canvas in the dream seemed so real, I had the jitters when I woke up and I couldn't go back to sleep. I just laid there tossing around the bed and I felt lousy the next day. And in the back of my mind, I felt scared every time I thought about the coming fight. Because of his dream, Robinson called the fight off, but was met with resistance from his manager and promoter who ultimately summoned for a priest to try to reason with Ray. The priest assured him it was only a dream and had no basis in reality. So even though it still haunted him, Robinson decided to face Jimmy Doyle in their scheduled 15-round bout. The fight took place on July 24th, 1947, and Robinson scored a KO that was chilling and as horrible as his dream had been. Doyle crashed in the eighth round from a devastating left hook. To make matters worse, Doyle's head bounced with a nasty thud as he hit the canvas. The 23-year-old never regained consciousness, and he passed away the next day in what was Robinson's very first title defense. Shocked and dazed, Robinson told reporters about his premonition and the dream. He then turned around and quietly set up a trust fund with the money to go to Doyle's parents. It was $50 a month for over 10 years. Not much, but that was on top of donating his purse from the next four of his fights. You know, that's an unpleasant bit of boxing history, but those types of ironies are part of the sport. I'm sure it impacted Ray Robinson and the type of fighter he was, especially how he felt about the game. He was even quoted as saying, fighting to me seems barbaric. I don't really like it. I enjoy outthinking another man, outmaneuvering him, but I still don't like to fight. But the fact is, he rose above that incident and transcended the sport and is remembered for many classic rivalries against Jake LaMotta, Gene Fulmer, Carmen Basilio, Bobo Olsen, Randy Turpin, and they were all instant classics and part of what made Ray Robinson the greatest pound-for-pound -pound fighter of all time. As always, thank you for watching, listening, and sharing the center of the ring with us here on Title Unboxed.